Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, here's what I want to talk about. I want to give you some key elements from the Word of God that are going to allow me and you to move into the future that God has for us, okay? They all come from the Word because we've been talking about hidden treasure, finding about, remember our scripture where we started, if a man should find a field and he finds treasure in it, he sells everything he has and goes and buys it. We're talking about the value of the Word of God, how important the Word of God is in your life, and 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 making it the foremost and final authority. So let's, let's do this. You're going to have to come to a place in your life as a Christian where the word of God becomes the final authority. First and foremost, you're going to have to understand the value of the word of God. It, if you don't understand how valuable it is, it will not become the final authority in your life. You'll have compromise there. So what you have to do first is realize how valuable the truth is, and then you'll learn not to compromise the truth you know. That being said, I'm taking um, the liberty to say you've already decided that the word of God is the final authority and that, you know, it's, it's what it is and what it can do and what he said, and now it's become your final authority and your non-negotiables are built around accepting the word of God to be truth. So the, 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 the value of the word, the treasure, the, like, oh my God, you know, the, I got the word, I got hope, I have, I, have, I, have, I have the choice to choose. So you, you kind of like go, okay, I've already settled that in my heart. Let's hope that's already been settled. Now what happens there is it's kind of like, I believe the word of God to be the utter truth of my life. Well, that's great. A lot of people say the Bible's true, but it's not true for them. You know what I'm saying? So let me explain it. It's kind of weird. It's the truth, but I'm not going to apply it to my life to become my truth. That's going to lead to compromise. So first, we got to find you. We got to locate you. Is the word of God the most valuable source of information that you believe to be true? You got to answer that. Then over here, we got to go, have I made that my truth forever? So that means right here. So now you're cutting off a lot of emotional stuff. I choose, I'm going to choose, this would be me, right? Life shows up. You ask yourself, applying yourself to the word, what's the word of God say? Then accepting that word to be your final authority is now you've submitted yourself to it. And that's all you think, that's all you say, and that's all you do. That's where you got to get to. Everybody has to, because that's where it comes down to. So once I get this figured out, it's valuable, it's precious, it's awesome, it's the word of God. It's become my valuable, my precious, my awesome word of God that I govern my life by now. If there's no governing, then you're going to be carnal. Because you're not going to live and walk out the word, you're going to walk out your flesh. So once we've solidified that, done, once and for all. Now, let me just keep 
stay on this thing for a minute because this is really important. This is, this is going to be awesome to discover. Oh, my God, the word of God. This is going to be uncomfortable to do. Okay? You got what I'm saying now. Value it. Live it. When you go to live it, we're going to find out how much you value it. Because what you're going to do, you're going to be like, hey, but I want to, this, right? Say, like, um, say you're in a relationship. Okay? That's an easy one. You're in a relationship. Well, you know, we love God and we're going to honor God. Great. That sounds great here. But now you're in the relationship and you want to go spend time. You want to go do this. You want to go do that. And you got to put these governors on it because it honors God by doing it. And now you go, man, I don't know how much of a doer of the word I want to be. Say finances. Oh, yeah. Give, measure, good, tithe, offerings. Awesome. Praise God the blessing. God asks you to do it. Whew. Now I got to decide whether I want to be a tither, whether I want to give seed, whether I want to, see what I'm saying? Discovering it is awesome. That's step one. Doing it is the, is, is the challenge, but until you do it, you can't change anything. So you see where I'm going with this? So it's like, I'm a doer of the word. Are we really a doer of the word? Are we doer, are we doer of the word or are we doer of what's convenient? So you ask yourself these, everybody in this room had to go through it. I had to go through it. It was, and this is what happens when you go through it. And I can use me because I know me, it's simple. This side, man, there's some things I had to fight myself with. I was on a plane. I'll give you, I'll give you a quick one. I told you guys this in staff. I told the churches. I went to, uh, I wanted a trip. And when I went on a trip, man, I was, it was a really cool story. You're going to love this, right? I was, I was, um, I went overseas. It was not nothing crazy, you know, South America. And uh, I just was like, man, I was tired. You know, I grinded it out. The plane left like 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things. You know, I preached. I got on a plane on a Sunday. I got up on Sunday. I preached all day, basically. Had a meeting at night, you know, that I had to go to with the pastors. And then, like, literally didn't even go to bed, you know, just just stood up because where are you going to go to sleep? You got to go to the airport. And it was like one something in the morning, man. And I get on this plane. They bump me up. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know what I mean? And I'm just sitting in this really fat, like reclinable chair. And I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. This is going to be awesome. And God's like, um, would you, would, would you uh, start a church for me? And I'm like, oh, my God, God, really? Jesus. You know, and you know these questions are loaded before God asks you. Like, and it could have been me, but it the end it might have been me starting it, but the end result, God got what he wanted out of me. So it was like, I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm not doing this. No, I don't want to do I'm like, can I go to sleep? You know what I mean? And it's like, no, I'm not gonna do this. No, I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. So first thing I think of while I'm sitting here with no's, because God knows your heart. I'm like, no, I'm not going to start this. No, I don't want to be here. No, I don't want to. No, no, no. So it could have just been me, right? This could have just been But let me show you something about God. It could start out being you, but God's going to get the end result that he's looking for. That's a really, that's a billion dollar nugget. Because check this out. So then the word of God shows up. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That scripture hit me upside the head while I'm telling God, no, no, no. 
So now don't be a rookie and tell God yes, even though you still mean no, because he knows your heart. So you know what I did over here? I said, I'll get back to you on it, but no, right now. I sat on it for like two days, three days, and I purposed in my heart, and this is why, because it scared me, because I started asking myself these questions, like, if I said no to God, and I don't have a willingness, why would God keep, why would God talk to me about things? He won't. So like, say you come, I'm not doing it. I said, wow, look at this. My lack of willingness has stopped God from speaking to me in areas because he knows I don't want to grow and change in those areas. So now God's like, so it freaked me out. I'm like, well, what else am I missing if I don't have a willingness? You see it? So I go to God like two days later. I said, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do in the area. You know, God didn't ask me to do it. But he got my heart position to receive from other things that he wants to speak to me. You see it? And I'm going, no, man, I ain't doing that. It took two days. I adjusted my heart. And then I was really seriously 100% willing to do whatever he wanted. Once that took place, God got me where he needed to get me so he could speak to me about other things, but he didn't ask me to really do the thing I thought he was talking about. Now, whether that was me or not, God got the end result. What was the end result? A movable person, willing and obedient, now not just hearing, but the ultimate doer of the word of God, even when it becomes uncomfortable to my flesh. Bingo, there's God. Spiritual growth. You know, the Bible says that God worked on Joseph's character while he was what? Waiting for the promise. Big. God's working on your character while you're waiting on the promises. Okay, so here's the future. I got like six, six kind of things I want to talk about. They're going to come at you quick, so get it, okay? Um, Proverbs 3 and 5, you can look at that in the, in the message. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. The message, we can stay in the message. And God has given me um, the word of God and made a promise through the word of God that he will guide us in every season of your life. Okay? Does that make sense? God has made a promise to me and you. Um, he made, he made, he made uh, through the word of God, and you can write them down however you hear them. They're not really like locked in like that. God has made a promise to, to guide us in every single season through the word of God, even when we don't know what to do. But look what it says we need to do in Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Isn't that good? It's like sometimes like... I don't know. Lean on number one. God promised he would guide me when I know where I'm going, when I don't, just like that light, that's what that word does. It's I, dark, I can't see. His light, will sh his light will be shed because of the word and you'll be able to navigate life even when you cannot navigate and see where you're going, amen? But how about this? Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, he's the one who's what? Keeping you on track. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. So just trust God in the process and be like, God, I can trust you where I can't trace you. 
I can trust you where I can't track you. I can trust you because that's what you promised. So God promised that when I'm confused, he'll guide me. When I don't understand, he'll guide me. When I don't know which way to go, he'll guide me. You got to have faith. Sooner or later, you got to just trust that, hey, God, man, throw your hands in here. Like, I don't know, but I know you got me. I don't understand it, but I know you got me. Man, how, how, how in the world, I don't understand sometimes. I do it too. It's really kind of like, it's like almost, it's almost like an oxymoron. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, you know, God expects me to trust him. Well, yeah, no, duh. God expects, you like, you ever get like that? Like, you know, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to answer this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know what's going on with the family. I don't know what's going on in the kids. I don't know. And, it, and it's like, God's like, well, trust me. Well, I, 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 you know, you're kind of like hesitant because, well, what did you expect? Sooner or later, we got to learn to trust God. So we understand the value of his word and then we trust his word. We trust that word. Trust it when you can't see it. Trust it when you can't understand it. But I noticed this too. And this is what we're going to look at. If you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, if we got the NLT, I think we do, if we got that new living, let's look at it in the NLT. But this is a weird scripture to use, but I want to tell you why. You want to know what? I had this thought, the, the, this, this, I had this thought today, and it was kind of funny. We... God promised to give us the help that we need when we're tempted not to trust the word. Isn't that good? I thought that was so good. Like, that, I don't know. It's not like the most profound thing I've ever heard in my life. But I really thought that was really good because look what it says. In, and you all know what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You know, with the temptation, um, there's a way of escape. You know what I mean? And I like that. And I, we could even read it in there. But look at the, if you got the NLT, great. If not, you could even put it into Passion. I don't really, I don't really care. But, but I mean, I'll tell you what, the Passion reads even better. Put it into Passion. I like that even better. With temptations, right? The Passion says we, we all experience times of testing. This is so good, man. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face so you can bear it. Man, drop the mic right there, right? Is that not the night? Did you read that? So, God, so look, you guys, next time you feel like, man, I'm going through the testing, he will screen, he will filter, he will look at the severity the nature and the timing of every test and trial you face. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Man, next time a test shows up, just be like, man, that's a great opportunity for me to trust you. Next time a test shows up, go, this is a great opportunity for me to trust you more and more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Man, that is a great word, ain't it? And I start thinking about this, man, right? Have you not been tempted to abandon the word? Now, let's just put this aside. We found the treasure. We found the word. But have you ever been tempted to almost go, I quit? Yeah, you have. Don't do it. He gave you a way of escape. So if it shows up and it seems like, Hanging on to this word is so hard. 
man, I just, I, I don't know if I could do it. Hang on, because he is going to give you the ability to overcome the temptation and give you the ability not to abandon the word of God even when it doesn't look like anything's happening. Man, I'm telling you, I really like that. I never had that kind of thought like that till today. Like, oh my God, these, these things coming against my thinking, um, they're, they're, coming against my, uh, they're coming against my faith. Because evil, evil is trying to derail you. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Look at, sec, look at this in the message. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 in the message. It's really big, man. So God promised to help me through this thing with the word of God to overcome temptation. He promised to help me to overcome the challenge. He promised to help me through the word. You got to hang on to the word. Look at what it says. But the master, woo, come on with somebody. He'll never let you down. Look at this. But the master, what? Never lets us down. He'll stick by you. Amen. And protect you from evil. Ain't that good? Now you say, Pastor, because I know this. Well, next time you're in pressure, remember this. Like, everybody's like, well, he know, God, God let me down. He didn't let you down. He never lets us down. Well, you know, I don't know. Why do I got to go through this? Don't worry about it. Time for opportunity to trust him more. Ain't that true? Ain't that good? You ever been through seasons when you don't like, man, I got to trust him more. Okay? So in your prayer time, and your promise time, you're asking God to help you see these things. You're asking God to help you overcome the temptations. You're asking God to show you and lead you to direction. You're asking God for all these things. Well, why is that? Well, because you got to have them. You know what I'm saying? This is what people don't get. It's like the word of God is going to carry you into your future, but you have to make sure you apply do not be hearers only being deceived by yourself because you, you're not, well, you're not heard it, but I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? These people are like, well, I know what the Bible said, but I ain't doing it. You know what the problem is? It's all cute until you got to live it. And when you got to live it, it may, well, check this out, right? Check this out. All right. This is what happens, right? It's kind of like God does it like this. We don't sometimes know the truth. So we discover the truth from the word of God. Then we're like, yay, we've discovered the truth. So it's kind of like with that Mark chapter four stuff. So we discover the truth from the word of God. Now I got to figure, am I going to apply the truth to my life? And am I going to apply my life to the truth? That's where their skin is in the game, baby. Because now you, gotta, you, can't, you can't compromise the truth, you have to apply the truth, and that's when your flesh flips out. Okay, he says, walk in love. You know, I told him the other day, I think I was in um, oh, I was in the uh, the campus, the Palm Coast campus, and I was like, why do I got to hear my critics? So this, this happened to me. You guys heard me say this before, but it was funny, right? These guys were talking about me in town, these pastors, right? They one guy don't they one guy don't like me or something, you know me. I'm, I'm friends with him now. He don't even know I know to this day. You know what I mean? But he was talking junk about me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he was. It's flat out, it's just the truth. 
And I was like, why do these people got to come back and tell me? Like somebody was like, he, he, he ain't really thrilled with you. He's not happy with you. And, it's, and it was funny. It's, it's not nobody you, it's, it's funny that it's nobody you guys would know, but I know who it is. And it was like, he was, he was in the ministry. It's different. He's not ministry now. But anyway, at that level, it was at a different level. Well, anyway, he said it. Somebody come back to me and added a mouth of like a couple people. I was like, wow. I was like, why do I get to hear my critics? So that one got it going. I didn't care. I forgave. Then all this other stuff started happening, you know, like in a season. It was like, this one was talking about you. That was talking about you. Then I got, you know, somebody like, um, somebody butt dialed me. You know what I mean? That was a good one. They didn't even know they were talking about me. Me and ripped it up one side and the other. I listened to it for a minute and then I hung up. Pastor Liz laughed at me to this day. She's like, I don't know how you can do that. So it's simple. I've actually gotten texts. I got a text one time. was like that long. I, I opened it from the person, and when I looked at it, I didn't like the way it felt and deleted it. And as I started, I read like just a little bit of the front. I said, this is going to go nowhere. And I just deleted it. I said, I don't need it in my spirit. Because they had already departed from my life, and they always wanted to go on and have this big old thing. I wasn't going to read it. Well, you see, you should have read it. I ain't reading it. I don't need to. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why do I got to get the text? Why do I got to get the butt dial? Why do I got to get the critics? Why do I get it? God's like, how are you going to walk in love unless you heard this stuff? I said, man, that is so good. How are you going to bless them that curse you? How are you going to do good to them that despitefully use you? How are you going to do it? I said, I guess there's only one way to do it. You got to know that you got to know it's out there. So don't be immature in your maturity. Start learning how to grow up, guys. You know, I had somebody just not too long ago. They're being a baby about it. They, made, they, make, they make their own mistakes. Look, I'm going to tell you right here now, I am sympathetic with you. I have empathy with people. But you go and make bad decisions. And most of them, let me tell you, most of you people I mentor, I got a lot of people I'm mentoring personally. They don't listen to what I tell them to do. And then they get in trouble. And then they go, why am I here? It's because you didn't listen. You know? Well, you know the Lord. You know, some of you better wake up. Because everybody that tells you the Lord, the Lord, even you, the Lord, you don't need, that ain't the Lord, it's you. It's what you want. You know what I'm saying? I want it, so it's the Lord. It ain't the Lord. Because the Lord can't, you're not willing to say no. Um, you better listen, man. That's good stuff. That'll save your life. Well, I'm just, I want what I want. You know, I got a sermon somewhere. Uh, you, uh, you got what you wanted. I hope you want what you got. But I want it. Yeah, I learned a long time ago. If God don't want me to have it, I don't want it. Cost too much. Here, here's a big one, right? Look at Isaiah uh, 43, 2 and 3. And uh, I think I'll you can stay in the message because it'll probably read a little bit easier for everybody. Isaiah 43, 2 and 3 is, is really all about, um, this is powerful, man, because, you know, it just reads really, really good. When I don't know, God prom, God's promises are going to bring me the help, the support, the stability, the ability to achieve great things when I'm in great trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going on. Look at Isaiah 43, 2 and 3 and this message, man. I'm telling you, this stuff is life-changing, right? So, God promised to support, help, strengthen, give me ability, 
Give me the tenacity. Give me the strength. Give me the overcoming ability. Give it to me all. My God in heaven. And if I'm telling you right here now, sometimes in life, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I promise you this, God promised that he could do it. And I said, God, if you can do it, glory be to God, because this is big. Because you all know what it says in Philippians 4.13, but you put Isaiah 43 up. Check this out. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready. That's the Amplified. I am ready for anything equaling to anything, what? Through him who infuses inner strength into me. That's just 4.13 quick. But here, look at Isaiah. This is what I wanted to read to you. Yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You all know it. Amplified, read a little bit different. Says, well, I can go equal to anything through him. You know what I mean? So that means what? You got power and strength. But look what this says. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you all, all of you out of Egypt with rich, crushed, Savior thrown in. He's saying, I got everybody in this thing. But I like this. When you're in over your head, woo! How many of you been in over your head? I'm a, I'm a swimming in the water and it's a little over my head. You know, I went to Hawaii one time, man. And I went to Hawaii twice. But me and, me and Lukey got out a little too far. You know what I mean? And we got, no, we were, I got a little nervous, man. You know, like we were like snorkeling. And man, we got out in the water and you, you got to be careful over there. You get around the edge. And, uh, man, I got, I, I got in this thing a little bit, and I got it out a little bit too far over my head, and I got a little nervous. And the first thing I'm thinking about is I got to make sure he's okay because if he gets in this thing, this ain't going to be good. You know what I mean? We could float, but, you know, you got to pay attention. You done it probably here. I got in over my head. It's a little freaky getting in over your head. You know, I was like, whoa, 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 and I grabbed my bearings. But the first moment you get in over your head, fear shows up. I'm going to be there with you in rough water. You're not going to go down. Come on, you see that? You guys got to get that, man. It's big. He promised to support me in the trouble. He's promised to support me with the problems. The word, this is the word that sustains me. You got to put that word in you. Man, that word's got me. That thing, that word's got me afloat. You know? Man, the word. I'm going to tell you what about that word. That word will never let you down. That word will never let you down. This is a big one too, right? This is like four or whatever, you know, however you're writing these down. Look at, uh, we can look at Romans. Let's look at Romans 12, 19. Romans 12, 19. Pa uh, passion is, is, uh, is great. Pa Romans 12, 19. The word of God says to me and you, don't retaliate in life. Let God fight your battles, man. So many people get jacked up with this. Like, I'm going to prove it they're wrong and proven right. You know, I, I don't get into all that, man. You know, they, I, had this, I had this season of life, man. It was funny. Like, I was like, man, these people were like evil coming at me. This is way back in the day. And they were. And I was like, I, I so much so wanted to be justified, you know? Like, they were lying about me, you know? 
it was it was all lies. It was it wasn't bad. It wasn't like some scandal or nothing. But it was like you know they were like, oh, Pastor Chris, he's just you know. And I wasn't even pastoring then. They're like, I was this and I was that and I was this. And people were coming up against me in judgment, you know. And you ever have somebody tell you talk about you like you know your like things that are not even in your character? It's your, their accusations, their lies is what they were. And you're like, oh, you know, you're overbearing, you're controlling, or whatever they tell you. That's not what they said to me. I had these people who were flat out evil. And it was all, it all came out in the end, and I got excited when it did. And I, God rebuked me for it. But he really did. It was funny, dude. I, I missed, and I was going to a prayer meeting. I ever tell you this? I was going to a prayer meeting. Well, basically what happened was this. Everybody, was, everybody said, there's a couple people that were lying about me that I know, and they were like, they, it was blatant lies. Like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, I'm all this. I was like, these people are clowns. So they, they tried to snitch on me to, like, you know, just to, to defame me and discredit me. And um, they called somebody, and they were like, look, this is who he is, this is what he does, blah, blah, blah. And the guy that they called was like, these people are just clowns, man. I know you. That ain't you. I said, man, I just felt like, what are I doing this for? And then the whole thing that their life blew up, dude. It was bad. It was really bad. It was really, it was sad. But I'm going to be straight with you, man. When the first hit, I was kind of like, told you so. There was a little bit of arrogance with me where I'm being, I'm being transparent. I was like, good. Not good the problem. Not good the problem because they went through some stuff. That is not what I'm saying. Listen to my heart, please. I'm not a jerk. But I was like, I told you. Like, in my head, I wanted to justify myself. Like, I wanted to go call my buddy that they called and said, look what's happened to them now. Look at this nonsense, right? And it wasn't, like, tremendous, but it, was bad. it wasn't good. Let's just believe it like that. It wasn't like, oh, my God, but it was okay. It was livable, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to be, I wanted to be vindicated, you know what I'm saying? I wanted vindication. Like, I told you so. Look now. Who's right? I missed my exit, bro. I was so shot out. I was driving, I rode right past the exit. I was like in a stupor. You're gonna like this. I was literally in a minute for, I was like in a fog of fury. I never forget this as long as I live. I was driving on Clyde Morris and I missed, I got on the highway and I was, I was doing something and I literally missed the stinking exit. And I was bewildered and literally I repented in the car, and it felt like the cloudiness left, and I came back to normal thinking. I'm not kidding you, man. I, I can't explain it to this day. It was like literally revenge or something hit me, and it clouded me. I couldn't see right. Just in my thinking, because it was evil, man. I should have never been thinking like this. And it was like kind of like, good. I, like once I first heard, I was like, good, proves you're right. Should, yeah, I told you, but this was all going in my head, in my head like a whirlwind, you know. I told you, I told you, I lied. And I just got, and I was like, I was gone, bro. And literally, I came to myself after like two, three minutes thinking like this, missed my exit. I didn't even notice I missed my exit. I was just infuriated. And literally what happened was, I said, this is just ridiculous. What is wrong with me? And I repented in the car. And when I repented in the car for my behavior, it was like I came to, and God taught me. Look what it says in Romans 12, 19. You got to be careful. It says, beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. But leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scripture says, if you don't take justice in your own hands, 
I will release justice for you, says the Lord. That's the word of God, man. Don't worry about defending yourself. God will be your defense. Right? Big one is here. I like this one huge, right? God, there, there's, there's ability. Um, check this one out. I like this too. Look at this in the Passion. Um, uh, Hebrews 6 and 10 in the Passion, right? The word of God says that if I can do good um, and I keep doing these works, like meaning like work in faith and trust in God and keeping this thing up, God's word promised that there is a, a almost, I want to say, um, he's not going to forget me. Look what it says in Hebrews 6 and 10. It says, for God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name, right? So that's kind of like a little bit, what do you mean by that? This is about me and my service to the word of God, that if I just keep sowing service towards the word of God, he's not gonna forget my work and labor of love. He understands the process is what I'm trying to tell you. So you're going to be a massive doer of the word. I'm going to be a doer of the word at all expense. God's like, good, I'm going to reward that. Right now you might not see it, but just keep continually serving my people. Sir, ministry, everybody working in the ministry, let me tell you right here now, God's not going to forget your work and labor of love. Some of you working in the ministry today, that's not the, everybody thinks it's the bribe job of the pastor. Like, you have to tell me this because I'm working in the church and you have to bribe me to make me think it's good. No, God will not forget your work and labor of love. You know what God told me a long time ago? He said, everybody that comes to help you do what I've called you to do, everyone, that, everyone, everyone, everyone that comes and helps you, you cannot repay them. I can and I will. So meaning like you could be nice and kind and generous, but I got news for you. Ain't nobody going to be able to repay you like Jesus. So that's what he's saying. Now, that's the work in the ministry. He said, I won't forget your work and labor of love. How about you work in the word? Like he ain't going to forget like you laid it down. How much didn't Jesus say? If you lay down relationships, I'll give you better ones. If you lay down houses, I'll give you better ones. If you lay down your life. I'll give you a better life. Whatever you lay down for the word's sake, God's going to resurrect and make better. Come on, somebody. Amen? Praise the Lord. And I like this one. It's the big one. That word is going to keep you to the end. Ooh. 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 Man, I like this one. Second Timothy. You got to read this. I love this scripture. This scripture is so good. Second Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2, um, 13. But I, I, uh, uh, you can start with 11. Go to the Passion. 2 Timothy 2, 11, 12, and 13. Passion reads tight, reads good, and you can be confident of completion. Write that down, man. You can be confident of completion. This word of God is going to finish, man. This thing will last forever. So you know what I mean by confidence and completion? I'm saying like, I got this word. Trust me, you better. You could be confident he's going to complete it. His word will not return void. Isaiah 55 says the word that goes up is coming down. Come on, it's got to work. You can trust these words. If we were joined with him in his death, then we are joined with him in this life. 
If we are joined with him in his sufferings, then we will reign together with him in his triumph. But if we disregard him, then he will also disregard us. Now watch this though. This is big, right? But even if we are faithless, he still will be full of faith for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Man, is that not good? He said, when we don't remain faithful, he still stays faithful. When we don't become this, he still keeps his side. God is going to keep you to the end, finish what he started, stay in the word of God, don't come out of it. Yet my words will what? Last forever. Heaven and earth may come to an end, but my words will last forever. The words I speak to you, their spirit and life. Hang on to that treasure like it's the most expensive thing in the world because it is. It's the word of God. And the more you apply your life to that word, your life is going to change forever. Amen? Come on. You guys did great. Thanks, guys. I just want to tell you, man, you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, you're moving in their life supernaturally. I thank you, Lord, you're doing great things. I think you're doing supernatural things in their life. And I thank you, Father, that they're hanging on to the word of God. And that word of God is going to come to full completion in their life and in their family. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, guys, don't, don't don't leave. Stay a little longer. We got the relevant news on the back end, but I am so excited. Oh, man, I'm telling you what. Do not forget, Sunday morning, 9 and 1030, right here at the campus in Daytona Beach, Florida, and Palm Coast, Florida, 1145. Come on, somebody. We're meeting at the Palm Coast Parkway in Palm Coast, Florida. All the details are coming. They'll be giving you some updates about what's going on, and I want you to know this. I am so excited about what's happening here at Relevant Church. Thank you for being a part of what God's called us to do. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.